people, how is it going? How's it going? How are you? How's it going? How's it going? How's it going? I wonder if you can tell how I feel about you by the way I say, how's it going? It's the Random Podcast, number 115, February 4, 2019. Let me kill a fly. Fuck you, fly. I hate flies with a passion. Deep, deep passion. I was reading before, I thought I was going mental when I was writing a book. Um, it used to be hallucinating because I was up all night. I like the way we just start with some gibberish. I tried to start one way and it, you know, we've already fallen off the path. The train has hit the ocean. We're now uh, sinking in a train. Um, but I was writing books. It used to be driving me mental with flies, but I didn't even know the flies were real. I was like, is that a fly in my room? i got to kill the fly before I can write. And then I was looking up about flies and I saw that. A lot of writers went crazy about flies, which made me feel a bit of a cliche. But like some of them, some dudes would be going crazy. They'd run out, fall off balconies, or kill in an imaginary fly. So I stayed away from all balconies. And look at me now. I'm still alive killing flies. So that's something to be proud of, you know. I phone my parents every week and I, they'll be like, what are you doing? What's what's up? How's life in LA? And I'm like, oh, I, I it's great. It's lovely. It's uh, just the best part of phone and home. It's just a nice, constant lie. How was life? Great. Super. Didn't I? Didn't get killed by an imaginary fly. And then I'll be like, yay, good man yourself. It's funny the other day, I was, um, I was like, ah, life is good, huh? I had a good weekend of shows, a good week of shows. And then on a Sunday, I think I was making some sort of chili or something. And I had to go buy some peas. And they'd not frozen peas in the shop. So I had to buy peas from a can. And then I came home, and I was at the gym, and I was going to take a shower. Then I was just in my shorts or underwear or something, and um, I was making chili in the kitchen. And then I was like, oh, let me open those peas. And then I was like, oh, let me try these peas in a can, because that's what you want, some nice fresh peas in a can. The freshest fruit and the freshest vegetables can be found in a can, people, all the way. They sell fucking cans of potatoes here. It's so odd. A potato in a can. A full potato in the can. Can of potato. You're like, what the fuck is that? So I was like, let me try these peas. And then I took a spoon of peas straight from the can, cold peas. You know me, I'm a simple man. I'll eat cold peas. I'll eat cold beans. Put a can of beans in front of me. Oh, baby, I'll eat them up cold like me heart. Um, and then I was like, oh, these peas aren't too bad. And the peas, they brought me back to a Sunday roast I'd have back in Ireland. <laughs> back same, kind of. That'd be a proper, what are those peas that you leave out overnight? And then they become mushy peas or something. They're unreal. These were not those peas. These were just sweet peas. Little peas. Little fucking fake peas. And uh, I started eating them over the sink. And then I was hungry. So I started having maybe one or two spoons too many. And then I caught my reflection in the microwave. And I was just alone in my underwear. 
eating peas from a can, cold, standing over my sink, thinking, life is great, huh? Life is going well, isn't it? Isn't that life now? Going well eating canned peas. Um, and then I probably did a Skype call. My parents were like, oh, how's your day been? And be like, ah, oh, superb, superb. Couldn't be better. Eating peas. I was weeping into a can of peas earlier. If anyone says, oh, don't be sad. I'm not sad. It was an observation. I hear when I do any joke or anything that happened and people are like, oh, no, no, don't, don't get down. I'm not down. It was just funny because it was a sad situation. Not sad boo-hoo, but like, oh, look at that sad fucker. He's a sad, sad fucker. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, that's fun. That's fun. I wonder if everyone, everybody who was telling, he got laid off from some office job he's in. And uh, he told his parents and his parents were like, oh, why don't you just come home? Maybe LA is not working out for you. Just come home. He's doing comedy too. and uh, But he, he still has a job. It's just not a full-time job or something. And then I was like, why would you even tell your parents? <laughs> why would you make them worry? Just lie. It's what we do in Ireland. Just constant, constant back and forth of lies. How's it going? Couldn't be better. Wept into a can of peas earlier. Living life to the fullest. Just lie. Love a good lie. Oh, lie down with me and lie to each other is what we sing in Ireland before having intercourse. How was it? You tried your best, I suppose. You could have done better, but you won't get a second chance. You won't get a second chance. Uh, how sex goes in Ireland usually lie did he lie pure lies pure lies in the front um, <clears throat> I remember doing radio interviews when I first came to LA and they'd be like hey Mark how's it over there in Hollywood how's it over there and I would just be like every day I regret leaving Ireland to come chase my hopes and dreams and they'd say, well, that's a bit depressing for morning radio. Could you maybe spruce it up a little bit? <laughs> Could you maybe add a bit of panache? You know, some showmanship. Could you entertain us? I was like, oh, I thought you wanted honesty. They'd be like, no, we want entertainment. And that's when I realized, oh, lie down here next to me and make love on my blanket. <laughs> I'm going to start using that as a chat-up line. Would you like to lie down with me and make love on my blanket? The blanket love, that's what we want here. What's that blanket for? It's for making love. Oh, how lines will burn when they hear that. You want to make love in my blanket? Oh, I thought you'd never ask. I've been diddly-daddling here. <laughs> diddly-daddling. I've just been diddly-daddling, wondering when you'd ask me. The love blanket. Would you like to come over and lay down next to me? 
on me blanket and make love. <laughs> the funny thing is, I could say that to some American women and they'd be like, oh, that's so romantic and Irish. And I'd be like, yeah, that's what we do in Ireland. We lay out a blanket and then we make love. Jesus, imagine going on a picnic. Have you ever been like so single? The concept of going on a picnic just almost made me pass out. I almost fainted just now being like, picnic, Jesus. Jesus, picnic, huh? What's up with picnics? So nice, so nice. Imagine, imagine. <laughs> there's a lot of things you can't do as a straight guy. You can, but there's egos in the way, so we don't do them, I feel. My buddy, I here's, I have a buddy, and he was he just went to Hawaii, or he might go, he might go places, and he'll like go with a girl because he's like, yeah, I can't do it solo. That's like being the beach. I've been in beach in ages. Cause I can't find a girl I want to go to the beach with. I think beach. That's a high sign of a beach. Imagine beach and picnic. Oh, you'd want to love the girl if you're going to, to the beach and having a picnic. It would want to be love. If you want to come over and lay down on me blanket and let us make love. The love blanket. I was over here diddly daddling, diddly daddling. I was nervous. I was at the bar and I saw you and I didn't know. Would he ever invite me home to his love blanket? And lo and behold, you invited me over and we made love in the blanket. And oh, you tried your best. It wasn't great. There was a lot of awkward skin on skin noises. I wasn't expecting all the sweat. Did you weep? You kept mentioning peas to me. Your parents Skyped you answered it. It was awkward. They were facing the ceiling. I coughed. I said, who is that? She said, don't worry about it. It's my buddy, Derek. <laughs> but we made love in the blanket. And that's the main thing. you got to be making love in the blanket. What else is a blanket for? If not to make love, then f- take your blanket and go fuck yourself. If you don't have a love blanket, you got a fuck blanket. We won't be making any fuck on the fuck blanket. Only pure love. On this lovely blanket. Oh, touch me blanket. Oh, blanket me up, baby. Blanket me up with the love blanket. Blanket. The love blanket. Grab me by the ankles on the love blanket. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that's how I could use that line. The love blanket. Oh, my buddy, though, he'll go do stuff. Like go to a museum. I don't know. We're trying to think of other activities. Like he would go trips to places. But he didn't want to go solo. And there wasn't really a place where you go with a dude. So he just invited a girl that he was seeing. And I said. But isn't that giving the impression that you're really into her? And he said well. If it does it does. And I'd say are you really into her? And he'd say. Nah, but I wanted to go check out that place. <laughs> Whereas I just wouldn't be, I I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't go make the trip. I wouldn't go to the beach somewhere unless I was into it. The beach is, it's more important. I was like, oh Jesus, no, I feel guilty that I led this girl down the garden path through the briars under the raspberry bush. The blackberry bush. 
down to my love blanket on the beach. And then on the way back, I was silent. She said, wow, you're, you're more silent coming back from the beach after we made love in the blanket. Then you are driving down. What changed? And I'll say, I realized after sex that I didn't like you as much <laughs> as I thought. And I apologize. I wish I could change my chemistry. But you know, that's just what happens. The sperm shoots out and the truth floods in. It's like a flood. Like one of those biblical floods. And it's just flooding galore. It's flooding galore. Oh no, me floors are flooded from making love. And then it'll be an awkward ride back. And then he gets stuck in that Malibu traffic coming back to us. Hollywood. And it's an hour and a half, maybe two hours. And you think you're close, but you're still only at the start of Beverly Hills. And Jesus, the traffic on Santa Monica is brutal. And you're getting a bit fidgety. And then you're like scratching. And you're going, is there a fly in the fucking car? What's happening here? And then she'll be like, what's up with you and the fly? And I'll be like, I don't know. I'm upset. I thought I was more into you. But apparently now I'm not. Now I see everything that annoys me about you. That annoys me. But that I don't really like. So it's unreal. It happened to me recently. Uh... If uh, when a heart, do you ever get suspicious if a girl is so hot and she makes the first move and you're like, ah, what's what's happening here? What's going on? Am I being bamboozled? Am I being discombobulated? Who is tricking me? Um, but I saw this girl liking my photos on Instagram and I was like, Jesus, look at her, she's unreal. And then I was chatting to her. And then I said, oh, were you creeping on me or was that me just imagining it? And she was like, no, I was creeping. I was hoping you'd see me. And then you're like, well, that's a surprise because you're unreal. I would go to the beach with you. To the beach I would go. Oh, I'd go to the beach. Um, yeah, so that's always a nice change, huh? That's always a nice change. I've also, I was at some show the other day, and uh, this old man was at the show, and he just looked at me. He was so old that he's not watching Netflix. That's how old he was. He was an old, old man. He was just talking out loud at a show and he just leaned across and he said you know you look like your vibe and your look ted bundy and i was like oh is he just saying that because it's in the news because of some netflix show about ted bundy but he was so old i was like there's no way in hell he's watching netflix he kind of looks like he's blind in one and a half of his eyes and i was like oh yeah Sure, then I googled Ted Bundy and just because I got my hair cut and then there's a, a photo of him like he's, what's it called when you get arrested? Mugshot. And then it's like, oh Jesus, the old man was right. The senile old man mightn't be senile after all. They do have a similar look. And then I posted it on Instagram somewhere. And uh, would you know, wouldn't you know, wouldn't you know, I had all these women 
sliding into me DMs saying, murder me, daddy. <laughs> oh, murder me, daddy. Turned on by a serial killer connection. And that's what I realized then. I was like, oh, sometimes I'll be complimenting women. And then I realized, oh, this sounds like what a serial killer might say. Oh, you have lovely skin. <laughs> oh, look at your lovely skin. Hmm, I'd love, I'd love a bite of that. Oh, let me smell your hair. Let me smell your hair. Give us an old whiff of the Gruig. If you don't know what Gruig is, that is uh, the Irish word for hair. Give us a whiff of your Gruig. Um, so maybe I have, that's maybe, I'm not a psycho. I won't murder you, child. Murder me, daddy. <laughs> it's insane how many people hit me up saying that. Oh, murder me, daddy. No, that'll be a pass. That'll be a no from me. I saw this. I was talking to a girl and I saw the sky and I was like, Jesus, she's as beautiful as the sky. And I was like, is this high level gibberish coming out my mouth? Sometimes I'll just say something and then I'll be like, am I bullshitting or is that just the honest truth coming out of me? Who knows? I didn't think about it, but that's pop, pop, popped out. Some wee gibberish, like you are more beautiful than the sky. I've seen a lot of beautiful skies recently. Um, you know, <coughs> keep an eye out there for the beautiful skies up there in the sky. If you keep an eye out, you might see a beautiful sky. Do you know what's weird, too? I noticed this a lot recently. Or not noticed, but this has been happening. Um, straight dudes that I don't know keep cop-blocking me in the friendliest way. So, like, after a show, I might go to a bar and I'm chatting to people. The other night, Friday night, I was chatting to this girl. Oh, what a beauty. More beautiful than the sky. Unreal hot. Just like ridiculous and sound and savage. Beach worthy is what I'm saying. Beach worthy. Um, and then I have dudes coming up to me and they're just like, Hey man, uh, great show. Um, can I get you a drink? I'd be like, no, I got a drink. Thank you though. They'd be like, oh, hey man, I just thought like we could be friends. I'm straight, no homo, but like, can we be friends? And it's like, ah, forced friendship? Hmm, not really a fan. Not really a fan of forced friendship. Is this a date? What's happening? I'm here with this beautiful woman, chatting away. No, I don't think we could be friends, because if you were my friend, you wouldn't cock-block me. Uh, off the bat, you would later in life, when you're trying to fuck me up. But like a load. And then sometimes the girl be like, okay, you're busy, I'll let you go, bye. And you're, then the dude is just like, oh, oh, jeez. Oh, this, this is my impression of an American guy. Oh, crikey, crikey, did I, did I just cock block you there? And I'd be like, you did? They'd be like, oh, fuck, should I not have done that? You'd be like, no. Can we be friends? No homo, no homo. But can we be friends? And you'd be like, nah, I'm good. I'm good. You had a chance and you lost it. You lost it because you cock-blocked me, you fucker. 
Um, so if, if you're a straight dude listening and you want to be my friend, uh, don't cock block. That's a good way to stay out of friendship. Maybe don't cock block. Um, that would be nice. That would be something that would make me want to hang out with you. Instead, I'll be eating cold bee, cold peas over my sink on my own. I feel like sometimes too, uh, Irish people they'll come to a show, and because I'm Irish and they're Irish and we're in America, they think there's they can be annoying, <laughs> and I just won't care, even though I don't know them. And they'll be a nine, and they'll be like Asher, and they'll be like, Nah, that's a nine. There's no an Asher. There's no need, Asher. That's always. That's everywhere. Remember in San, oh, everywhere, San Francisco meeting Irish people just annoying as fucking crikey, and then just be like Asher, Yanks, huh? They'll try and bitch about Americans, and they'll be like, Everyone's. Some people are. You're. You're. The annoying person here, but you don't know it. Um, but yeah, always oh, fun. Always oh, fun meeting people after a show. You never know. Is this person going to be normal or a creep? Who knows? Who knows? I had a girl the other night too. She kept saying, she, it was so weird. She was like, uh, <clears throat> just, she brought it up unprovoked. She was like, Hey, that was a great show. And I was like, oh, thank you. And then she said, uh, I don't usually tell people this, so I don't tell people, but my dad was the original uh, Ronald McDonald. And I said, okay. <clears throat> That's like telling me that my cat's name is Tony. I'm like, don't know what to do with this information on a Friday night at the bar, but thank you. Thank you for letting me know. And um, she said, yeah. It's just, you know, he got fucked over by McDonald's. And I said, what? <laughs> In my head, I was like, what the fuck? What is happening here? What is going on? And then she said, do you want to see me put a straw through my nose? And I said, no. And then she put a straw through her nose. And I said, okay. <laughs> I don't know what to do with any of this stuff or information you're giving me here. What's happening? And then I said, I'm going to go over there stand against that wall and talk to no one and then um, I found out how I heard her talking to my buddy and she was like I don't usually tell people this but uh, my dad was the original <laughs> Ronald McDonald's. I was like what the fuck is this is this your chat up line is this your icebreaker she's like don't tell anyone <laughs> I still can't get it it's like oh, I don't get the context at all at all uh, just like I don't get. Oh, today I was with. I went to the cinema earlier, and um, and I went with my buddy, and then her two buddies were there, and a dude. We were just queuing up, and the guy that was with us, her, was like, "How?" Between and he pointed by his nipple. He's like between here and he pointed by his hip, or no, like middle of his thigh. So from his nipple to his thigh, he's like, "How many feet do you think this is? What's the distance?" And I was like, "Ah, uh, I don't know. That's weird measurements to be asked." 
uh, my friend was like probably two feet. She used her arm or something. And then I was like, why? That's such a weird. And he's like, ah, oh, some girl on Tinder was asking me. And then we went into the cinema and I saw that movie Glass. And I was confused the whole time. It's, I, I don't think it's a good movie, but um, I liked, I enjoyed watching it. So that's my review. Great review. I don't think it, it was good, but I was like, I was confused. And then I was trying to remember. I didn't see Split. So I was like, ah, oh, what's going on here with this dude? <coughs> and then I was trying to remember Unbreakable. And I was like, ah, oh, what's going on? And then I was trying to remember, is this serious or is it a piss take? But I still liked it, even though it was long. And I was bursting from the bathroom after about 40 minutes. And it's a two and a half hour movie. So I had to bear it. And I felt if I left the cinema, I wouldn't have a fucking clue what was going on. Or if I left to go use the bathroom. But the whole time I was in there, I just kept thinking, why would she ask for those measurements? And then we went outside and they were talking about the movie. And I said, hey, man. It was also a bit awkward because I had met him before, but I couldn't remember at a show. So I reintroduced myself. And he was like, yeah, we met. And I was like, oh, yeah. Alan. Is it Alan? And he was like, Anthony. And I was like, oh, yeah. Tony. And he's like, no, Anthony. I was like, ah. Oh. So we left and they were talking about the movie. And I was like, all right, before you go, why did she ask for those measurements? And then he just said, ah, oh, you know. And I was like, no, I don't. But I couldn't press because it would have been a bit weird for me to be like, I need to know all this information. I'll forget about the movie Glass. That probably cost, I don't know, millions and millions and millions and millions to make. But I'll forget that million dollar uh, movie. And instead, I'll ponder probably for life why she wanted those measurements from your nipple to the middle of your thigh. thigh. And then he was like, ah, I'll just put everyone in a group chain and I'll, I'll forward on her screenshot. And then I was like, oh, I don't have your number. I'm not on the chain. That's what I was thinking in my head. I didn't say that out loud, out loud. I said, perfect. <laughs> perfect. I won't ever find out. I can't ask my friend because I've already asked her. And she laughed thinking I was joking. But I wasn't joking. I'm genuinely confused. Does she want him to wear a corset? What the fuck is happening? What are those measurements? And the way he kind of said, ah, you know, like that's a known thing from your nipple to your thigh. How? And when I said, I don't know, I have no clue. He was like, you've never built anything? And he looked at me like I was the weird one. And I said, no, I haven't really built anything. Have you seen these? These hands of mine are so soft. That's soft hands. Go on, touch them, touch them. So soft, so soft. It's funny, a lot of people recently are like, oh, are you getting pedicures or manicures or whatever the fuck? I'm just like, no, I just have stunning nails. Stunning nails. Very pink and shiny. Pink, it's very human, fleshy and shiny. They're beautiful. These nails, these fingers have never built anything. Although I did think I was going to lose a finger last night. It's still goosed. I was at the gym yesterday. Um, Super Bowl Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday. 
Um, a lot of people were concerned. What Super Bowl party should you go to? Well, it's not too much of a concern when you're not invited to any. So I did nothing. No, I was invited to two, but due to a late aeroplane returning from somewhere, they were both postponed. So I just said, ah, fuck it. I prefer to go to the gym. Went to the gym. I was doing some weights. And then the very last thing, I clinked. I dropped a weight. It hit my baby finger, the inside part. And I swear to God, it's the very tip of my baby finger, pinky finger, what the fuck do you call it? It now feels like a balloon. It feels like it's going to burst. It feels like a hard penis that is about to ejaculate. I don't know what to do with it. I was icing it. It's black and blue. I might lose the finger. I don't think it's broken because I can bend it, whatever. Um... What the fuck was the whole point of this? Oh, so yeah, besides that, these fingers, they've never... They're glorious and soft, except for this one now is a bit mutilated. I might lose it and it'll be sad. It'll be sad, but you know, you got to keep going. Keep going in life, huh? You lose a finger, you gain a toe. Isn't that what they say? Still make love in the blanket. At the end of the day, we're all going to die. <laughs> That's probably a fact. It's probably a fact. Is it true? Who knows? Who knows? It's just constant confusion. Like I was on the street yesterday and this homeless dude was like, hey man, you got any spare toilet roll, toilet paper? And I was like, huh? And he was like, yeah, can you spare me some? And I was like, I don't don't carry toilet paper around with me. Does it look like I carry toilet paper around with me? Is that what you're trying to say? He was like, you got you got some you can spare. <laughs> and once again, I was like, does he think I'm homeless? What's happening? Do I look like I carry around rolls of toilet paper? Maybe I scrunch them up into my pocket. And I was like, yeah, man, here you go. Here's half a roll. Say nothing. It's yours. I've got a new roommate, she's a girl, she sounds clean, and uh, the house smells better, just some candles and some oils, I was in a two-bedroom apartment on my own, and you're just like, I don't want to move, and uh, why am I not spending all the money for two bedrooms for no reason, so let's get a roommate, and she's sound and clean, and it smells great. Um, but I realize it's 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 more stressful to use the toilet when uh, when there's a woman in the house. It's tough. It's tough. You can't be yourself. You can't let loose. Running water, running water, and turning on the shower, turning on taps. A lot of water charges will be through the roof. Night out on the town, you know, you go out on a Friday after a show and you're boozing copious amounts of booze. You go, you throw some Guinness into the mix and you're just like, oh, I'm going to pay for this in the morning. And now there's a woman around the house and you're like, well, I don't want to sound like an ogre. And now you're in there and I'm coughing and I'm turning on taps and I'm putting on razors and I'm turning on electric toothbrushes. And I'm just going to start screaming. That's what's going to happen soon. I'm just going to walk into the bathroom and start screaming. Screaming. Do what I need to do. And then leave. And she'll be like, is everything okay in there? And I'll be like, ah, super. Just went in for a lovely scream. Maybe don't go in there. Give it a minute. 
give it a minute before you go in there. I don't want you to get the, the remnants of the scream. <laughs> I realized as well the other day that um, you know you're Irish when you have to turn down sex with a beautiful woman because you have Guinness diarrhea. <laughs> Come over. I'm leaving town. Come over for a bit of blanket lovemaking. I can't. Why? My balls are close to erupting. <laughs> Probably too much info, but there you go. I knew you would want to know. That's how you know you're Irish. Me bowels. Me bowels are going to explode. So I'm sorry, you beautiful woman, but I can't make love. It's it's too risky. Imagine you shat your pants in a in a model's bed. <laughs> Oh, you'd be ghost. You could never live it down. I was um, speaking of dubious stomachs. <coughs> I was up at my buddy's house the other day. He was like, can you come over and just watch my house a minute? He had builders in. They were installing some marble. And he's like, just, I don't want to leave the builders on their own. And there's dogs. And I was like, yeah. I came up. And he was like, I was like, do you have any food? He's like, yeah, help yourself to anything. This guy is rich. He's very rich. He's got a big, huge house. He lives in a gated community, you know. I went up there. I got another friend. Let's call him Robbie. Robbie Williams. Let's just give him an alias, Robbie Williams. Go up to his house, and he's got his own private chef. And he says, do you want some food? And you'd say, I would love some food. But I'm not going to ask for it because uh, my parents brought me up to be polite. But if you offer me, I'll eat all the food. And he's got a big pantry that's full to the brim with food. And he's got a personal chef and he makes you the most. That's the best thing about having that much money, I think. Personal chef making you the most unreal meal. Healthy. And you're just like, what's this and this? And what are these little nuts called? Oh, Christ. This is what's been rich. Is like, this is what success. This is why I should be working harder. But instead, I'll go home and I'll eat peas, cold peas over my sink. That's the level of success that I'm at. So he is uh, just the best food. But then I went up to my buddy's house. Let's call him Chris. Let's give him an alias, Crystalia. Let's say his name is Crystalia. And he said, come on up. And I said, do you have any food? And he's like, yeah, man, help yourself to everything, anything at all. And he's got a big, huge pantry. And I walked into the pantry. I don't really, really like using the word pantry, really. It sounds like panties. He's got big, huge panties. He said, come in there now and try on my panties. And I went in and I tried on his panties. And they were a bit too tight for me. I need bigger panties than him. Uh, he said, come on in there now. Where two of us were standing there in just, just wearing panties in the pantry. Uh, the panty, pantry panties, they were called. The pantry panties. And he left and then i said where the fuck's the food and all he really had was uh, a huge gallon what will be a gallon liter i don't know a big glass bottle of tabasco sauce he had some nuts and then he had metamucil which is uh, some sort of fiber powder that you stir in water and it keeps you full and it gives you fiber Fiber, we all love fiber, huh? Gotta get your fiber in. And that was it. That was the food. Fiber, some nuts, and uh, Tabasco sauce. And then I said, uh, so I just had a bit of Tabasco sauce, you know, on a spoon. 
you know how it goes you're like you're you're up there in a, in a million dollar house multi-million dollar house and you're just living the life and you're like ah oh, let's see how these rich people live and you you try some tabasco sauce and you're like well that wasn't a great call and then i just, just had a couple of glasses of metamucil because i was starving <clears throat> and i had some water um so that was nice he really looked after me and then the metamucil was mixing in my stomach and i was like oh this is dubious but i'm hungry and then he came back and in fairness he came back with food he brought back salmon and some other stuff and it was tasty but i'll tell you this now the salmon i put it into my stomach and then i went home and i was going to the gym and you mix salmon and you mix copious amount of metamucil and you mix a spoon of Tabasco sauce. You mix all that in my stomach and... Oh, Bobby, 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 Betsy. It's not a good outcome. It felt like the salmon was put on a bobsleigh. And it just flew out me bowels. And that was tough because I had to scuttle home from the gym. And I have this new roommate. And I was like, oh, God. And I was just screaming and crying in the shower. And it turned on. And she was like, is everything all right in there? And I'm just like, oh, it's superb. <laughs> I really love that I left Ireland to come chase my hopes and dreams. So, you know, I won't be going up to his house anymore. That's I'll tell you that much for free. I'll tell you that much for free. Even. Do you know what I realized too the other day? I like to realize no transitions. Just me saying. Do you know what I realized? Um, uh, uh, masturbation is very frugal. Uh, if you want to save money. You should masturbate. If you like, if you masturbate after 4 p.m., I don't think you're going to go out that night. You're not going to go out boozing. You're just going to be like, nah, let's stay in. Let's have a quiet one. If you masturbate 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, not a good, you're probably not going to go out in the town. You're going to save a lot of money and you can uh, invest the money more wisely. Masturbate, you'll be, that's uh, what my former business teacher always tell us, father shocking. He'd say, lads, Go home and masturbate. Leave the curtains open. I'll be walking by and I want to see you masturbating because then I'll know you're saving money and you're good boys. You're being economic. You're saving. You're looking out for your future. Turn on the lights and leave the curtains open so I can look in and check that you're masturbating. But you know, that's a valuable business lesson. And we all said, wow, Father O'Shaughnessy is a wise businessman. And we went home and we masturbated standing at the window looking out onto the street. And um, that's why we're all so frugal to this day. My class, my class is a frugal class. We masturbate. I feel like a lot of, there'll be a lot less um, angry white men in America. If dudes, because if just say a guy goes out, he masturbates, he stays at home. He doesn't masturbate, he goes out, he's horny, he gets drunk, he has a one night stand, he regrets this. He's not going to be a part of the life of the unborn child. He leaves the child fatherless. The child is now growing up and wondering, where's my father? Where's my father? Where is the father in my life? The mother is struggling, she can't bring up the poor child and the child is angry and he's angry at the world and he's like where's the father and the mother's like go fuck yourself little Bobby and Bobby's getting angrier and angrier and then he 
Bobby is not masturbating because he takes after his father and he should be masturbating more, but he doesn't and he gets angry and he hates the world and he gets his heart broken. Not really, he just gets turned down and he thinks, fuck women, I'm going to shoot up the school. And he goes and he shoots up the school. That could all have been stopped by having a quick wank. That's my theory. More masturbating, saving lives, saving money, and... um, I feel like it's it should be pushed harder in school. Go home and have a wank. Keep wanking. Keep wanking till you can't. Till you've no energy to do anything. Then you're saving money. You won't go out the door. You can stay at home with your... I feel like my wife is my phone. I feel like I'm married to my phone. And uh, I'm dying to leave her. I'm dying to get out of this lifeless marriage but I, I don't know how I'd, I'd survive on my own so I, I, I'll never leave her, I'm stuck for life I hate it, I hate my I hate the phone, I want a, revor- a divorce but you know it's scary to think of living life on your own and it's just not going to happen I will be stuck and addicted to my phone forever I'm going to check let's see Screen time. It's that time of the week for screen time. Come on, you whore. Come on, you whore. Last seven days. Oh, super. Jesus. Nine hours, 41 minutes per day. On average. Oh, that's super. That's really great. That's At least I'm spending time with the wife, huh? Almost eight hours today neglected the wife a bit I suppose that's only because I was at the cinema besides that you know she's a well kept woman I look after her I don't want to drop her many times drop her on her head Um, but you know that's just that's just sad I almost cheated my, I, I found out the other day I felt you ever feel, this, this is the only thing that made me sad recently besides my haircut that initially I looked like uh, if your aunt was to come out she hasn't been a lesbian, but she has been, but she hasn't been out, but she's 60 now, and she decides, I'm going to come out of the closet. Your aunt, Sheila, uh, your aunt, Ethel, let's call her Ethel, and she says, oh, I'm a lesbian now, let me introduce you to my my girlfriend, and I walked into the door with my lesbian haircut, my name was Ethel, and you'd be like, yeah, Ethel, uh, Ethel and Ethel, two lesbian lovers who are aunts that's what my haircut kind of looked like and it made me sad initially but now it's grown out and people like it so i'm like all right cool uh but the other thing that made me sad is there was this girl on instagram who she had a private account so i can't remember where i started following her um but like she was like oh i thought she was a model and then she used to post instagram stories and i was like Alright, is she real? But then the Instagram stories, I was like, yeah, how could she fake them? Oh, she was faking them. I found out the other day she was a catfish. Even though nothing happened, there was a gen... Oh, and then I found out that the real girl was married. And it was the loss of hope, I'd say, that it made me feel genuine sadness. I was like, oh, that girl who comments on my stuff and messages me now and again, she's, she's probably some dude. You know, the hope of finding... You think you found a gem in the the rough? A gem in the wild? And then you're like, oh, that was a fake person. And then you find out, oh, the real person is married too. So it's a double whammy. Double whammy. Twice the sadness. 
And I wept. I wept dearly. I wept while the Guinness flowed out of my body when I found out <laughs> the bad news. Um, all right, I'd say this is coming to an end. Oh, let me do a uh, doing some great uh, sex poems recently. Y'all love the sex poems. A lot of horny women out there. A lot of horny dudes too have been reading the sex poems and are well into it. So I'm going to read a sex poem about uh, a carrot. Oh, let's fucking, let's. Here's one I wrote yesterday. Here's one I wrote to ruin carrots for everyone. All right, here's a sex poem. It's called White Sweater. People are like, oh, when you read them, you got to get into them. No, no, I'm not going to be like, oh, you hot. I'm not acting them out. I'm just reading them. You get them in my normal voice. You want me to act them out? Venmo me more money. Marquez number one. Marquez one. I just call it white sweater. We're at Target. I'm very hungover and you're doing the hula hoop in the aisle. It's Super Bowl Sunday. I'm so goosed I forgot. Malibu is burning. People keep shooting women. 21 Savage is being deported. It's sad, but you look so delightful in your Sunday best. Your white old lady sweater and blue jeans and black boots. Sometimes I get confused looking at you. How are you this beautiful and sound and savage and nice and a deviant and delightful and good at hula hooping all at the same time? It makes me ponder. I look to the sky and just wonder. Then my ponder pipe will start piping, thinking of you. You look at me and laugh. Are you impressed? You're a hot fucker and an impressive hula hooper. Yes, I tell you, kissing your beautiful red lips. You feel my pants and smile. Are you hard already, you ask me? Not yet. That's actually a carrot. I needed something to eat and left the house in a hurry and grabbed a carrot by mistake. Maybe I'm still drunk. Better a carrot than a sad persimmon that was in the fridge. Thinking about fruit and you gets me hard. I tell you, I tell you you're prettier than the sky and your eyes light up. They're unreal. You're a bucket of joy. A true hot turnip fucker. I want to fuck you with the carrot. Do you want to fuck me with your carrot, you ask? You can read minds. I take your hand and ask the target employee where the bathroom is. He points us to the corner. We are going to be late for your sister's party. She has new baby chickens she wants to show you. I try to think of chickens while walking down the aisle. I just can't stop thinking about your eyes. We lock the bathroom door and look at each other. Hi. Hello, hot fucker. You're so beautiful. Your handsome face. You hate that compliment. I open your jeans and slide them down and slide them down to your knee-high boots. They're not coming off. I kiss your thighs and legs and grab your ass. You smell amazing like a field of turnips on a cold summer's day. I love your skin. Why do all my compliments sound like a serial killer's? I slide your white thong down your legs. White for the Lord's day. You're a good girl. I kiss your legs and around your pussy. Your pussy is already wet as I run my tongue along your lips and over your clit i run it up and down filling your clit swell and get bigger you start to moan softly as i lick up and down your clit and slide my tongue inside your wet pussy oh heck you say fuck you turn me on so much with your ways you spread your legs wider but they're trapped in your jeans and boots i lick your clit and kiss your thighs sliding a finger inside your warm pussy the carrot, you say, between moans. Oh, yeah, the carrot. Just like how God intended. I slide the carrot inside your tight pussy as my tongue presses against your clit. You're moaning louder and louder as the carrot fucks you, and I slowly lick your throbbing clit. Fuck, I want to bite. Your ass clenches as you come and press my head into your pussy. I'm so hard for you. Kiss me, you say. I stand up and kiss your soft lips. Jesus, you're the dream. You take the carrot and bite the top. Sorry, God. 
You turn around and wiggle your ass at me, you hot fucker. I slide my hard cock inside your wet pussy and fuck you. From behind, spank me. I spank your right cheek hard. You moan loud and bite your lip. I spank harder and you moan again. Harder, I spank your perfect ass red and you smile in delight. You're looking at me in the mirror as I fuck you. You raise your head like you want me to choke you. I reach and squeeze your neck. Your eyes close, then open and shine. Fuck, you're too hot. I come hard inside you, shooting deep inside. You keep slapping your ass against me, squeezing every drop. Your pussy is dripping wet against me. You're the most beautiful sky ever. You smile at me, then take another bite of carrot. Malibu is burning. People are being deported. The Rams lost. It's sad. But you're the best hula hooper. And now we go. We get to go meet some chickens. You hot carrot fucker. Just a real classic. huh? Real fun times. Some horny women. From coast to coast. Around the globe. Horny women in New York. In a Chinese restaurant. Reading out these poems. And now they're being passed around. A wife read it to her husband and then they fucked with a carrot after it people are hitting me up in dms with all these fine tales maybe i'll have to fuck with a turnip next can you fit a turnip inside you let's find out on that lovely turnip note oh turnip um (laughs) oh dear turnip i hope to call someone turnip during sex soon oh turnip all right that's the end of the podcast we did well people we really did well hit me up on instagram at the marquez twitter at trickadoo snapchat at trickadoo i don't really use snapchat go read me books random random and freedom if you're in town in la come to a show every friday at the laugh factory i post other shows on my instagram And maybe I'll see you at the beach where we can go and make love on the love blankets. The blanket of love. Alright, good luck. Bye. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck.